Podcast where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Tawan. I'm Rudy. I'm Maria. And today we're watching Child's Play 2, which came out in 1990, directed by the late John Laffa and once again written by Don Mancini. I butchered the director's name. But before we get into any of that, Tawan, can you give the people a plot summary? Sure. Um, a little over two years after the events of the first film, a now eight-year-old Andy Barkley has become a ward of the state after his mother Karen was placed in a mental institution after sticking to her story about Chucky in court. CEO of the Play Pals Company has the Chucky doll reassembled to show nothing is wrong with it. Doing this reawakens the soul of Charles Lee Ray, aka Chucky, who is now going in search of Andy. Andy, who has been placed in a foster care home um, by Joanne and Phil, and Andy is also introduced to his rebellious 17-year-old foster sister Kyle, played by Christine Elise. Chucky tracks down Andy and resumes his murderous ways to, or, in order to transfer his soul into Andy to become human, leaving Kyle as the only person who can protect Andy and help him stop him. Uh, help him stop Chucky. I have to say right off the bat, re-watching this movie, I got excited because of Christine Elise. I just finished my rewatch of the original Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> and she played like a big part in like the the second season. She played like the main character's crazy, crazy girlfriend who like burnt the float and threatened to kill herself and she got dumped. So I was like, oh my God, I forgot. It's Christina Elise. But I should also say, this is my favorite Chucky movie of the entire franchise. I fucking love this movie. But what about you guys? What did you guys think of Child's Play 2 when you watched it for the first time? I watched it for this review. Tuan. I like Child's Play 2. Um, this is a, another one where I didn't really have to rewatch it because it's one of those, the one that I, I like. I remember this one and the first one like pretty uh, vividly and um, watching them. Um, I like this one a lot, especially the um, relationship like Andy had with Kyle through the movie. Um and also being that they weren't actual like siblings, like they were like foster siblings, so like that was like you know some you don't see that often. Um, and then if you do, they kind of like play it for like trauma value, like the step, like the step sibling or whoever being like mean to them, like Halloween did. Yeah, like which which like Kyle, Kyle like Kyle was like she was like not like mean to him, but she was just kind of like eh about Andy being there, but like she was never like mean to him, and like she believed him more than the rest of them, but um, yeah, I did like that aspect about this movie, and then it was also just a good follow-up sequel, I will say I was like sad when I first watched it, like um, remembering what happened to his mom, that she got to get, she had to get sent to a mental institution because of what happened with Andy, um, I don't know if they ever like went in depth about that to my knowledge and because also like the police officer was there so I'm like did nobody believe him like what happened to him as well so that I always kind of wondered that but um yeah good, I would say it's a good sequel and follow up to the first one um I like this they better come back for season two of the Chucky e. <laughs> T's true yeah and I, I, yeah, I will say I like this one um it was a good sequel to the first one and definitely one that like just is in my memory so i remember this one a lot um along with the first one 
Maria? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. Um, I agree with Tawan about the whole sibling thing they had going on. I thought it was nice. And yeah, and I was... Because like, like, if you listen in the beginning, um, they kind of talk about how the... Because like, I guess when the mom, when she was you know t- taking them to court and everything, the police at first was backing her up, but then they ended up just staying quiet about it which i thought was so bogus because this lady literally they, they they sent it to 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 the mental institute and she loses her son and i'm like there's literally like i think there was like what two cops that knew the truth about chucky and they weren't gonna like help in any way but whatever i guess i like i actually thought chucky was scary i guess scarier in this movie than the first one um like his like his facial features they did like a really good job of that because he just looked really fucking creepy um so i i liked it i liked the movie rudy yeah i I thoroughly loved the movie too uh you can definitely tell there was like they had more budget for the sequel um because the first one even though the production was pretty good too the second one had more uh I guess, higher value with production. And uh, agreeing with what Maria said, Chucky did look a little more cynical in this one. And um, he had no mercy compared to the first part, which also, um, must I add, the um, the kills, the kill counts were more better too than, and longer than the first part. Because obviously it was more revolving around Andy, his mom, the detective, you know, going on a hunt down for Chucky. But as it progresses to the sequel, you can, you know, um, you're introduced to more characters and it shows more kill scenes, which I always love, especially the uh, creative aspect that um, the director incorporated. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and we also know Chucky's the killer now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the big part of the first movie was like, is it actually Chucky or mm-hmm. is it Andy? Yeah, and like now we know it's thing. Chucky, so. Yeah, that's true. But speaking on the budget, I usually do this at the end, but... I couldn't pinpoint the budget because even everywhere I look, it says the budget for the first one was between was between nine and thirteen million, but the budget for this one is thirteen million. So they pretty much had the same budget. I just think by by this point they knew where to put most of the money because there were like nine fucking Chucky puppets. Mm-hmm. So that they just they were able to use the money better this time. But let's talk about the move, like. Uh, Let's start with our favorite scenes. I think my favorite scene is when he kills the teacher. Only because I felt so conflicted because, yes, she was a bitch. But then she had that that little moment where she was, like, crying. She's like, ugh. I'm like, she's the teacher. She just wants to get, like, just teach you people. And you guys are being horrible. And she getting all, like, teary-eyed. And then he fucking killed. He beat her with a ruler. I was like, what the fuck? Who would have brought y'all? What were some of y'all favorite scenes? Rudy. My favorite scene uh, has to be when Chucky, <laughs> he pretty much uh, broke into their house and he destroyed the original good guy doll that was there so that he makes it seem like Chucky was that doll all along and that's how he started, you know, making an appearance in the film. And I think I think that was a clever way of uh, for Chucky to finally appear and once and for all find Andy. And that was like a grand like surprise to, you know, the family overall, so that was my favorite scene. He went batshit crazy. 
<laughs> Maria. I, I also did like the scene where he killed the teacher. Um, not because I felt bad for her, but because I thought the way he killed her was kind of ridiculous because I don't know, he like beat her with the ruler, but I feel like that's not like a very deadly weapon to me. <laughs> a wooden ruler at that. It was wooden. That shit would have broke. Exactly. So I was just looking at that like, okay, I don't think it's that serious. But anyway, um, I also really liked the scene where I think like towards the end, um, what when they put him in that little machine thing where um, it starts to like, I guess, put him together, you know, where it starts to like stick things in him. Mm-hmm. And you can hear him screaming and he's like, oh my God, this hurts. Like, this is awful. And then he comes out and you see this blob of just limbs. And then he just comes out rolling, you know, with like, after, I guess, chopping off his legs or whatever. And I thought that scene was pretty cool. And seeing it was was really cool too. You can't imagine how they would have done that. Um... And when he was, I think, I think like before that, when he was trying to transfer his soul into Andy and it didn't work. And then you can see in his face, he was so pissed. He was so frustrated. And like the, the facial features there kind of freaked me out a little bit. Cause I thought I don't, it just looks so real. So it looks so good. Um, but you could see that he was like pissed and he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna kill this little kid. Took too long, and um, and yeah, Tawan. Um, I would say I had a couple of scenes I like really liked in this movie. One thing, one thing I like like was honestly the the whole just opening montage of them like making Chucky up from scratch, and then like the first like person that died because like he tried to like put him back like when he tried to put him back together, and um, he got electrocuted. Like that whole sequence though, like him making like the Chucky doll and everything, it was like really nicely shot and everything, and I really liked um the way that it looked and how they would like show like the whole process and the putting the doll back together from scratch. Um, another scene that I did like was um when they when Kyle and Andy were like getting chased through the factory and they were like going up these rollers. And like Kyle like slammed the like the door down on Chucky's hand and he like pulled his hand out and like you could just it, it looked so like real, even though it was like a doll's hand, like you could just see it like pulling off like the limbs and everything, the like, tendons from that part. That was like that was like a good shot. And also one that I liked that was just funny was when he killed the um like the foster care, the foster center lady, and like her face fell off the scanner and they started printing out pictures of her. I just always thought it was funny. This movie has a lot of good scenes. It does. And they're like they're all so memorable too. Like it's an enjoyable movie. Well not well, you know what I mean. It's a good movie to watch. What well, you know what I mean. It's a great movie. It definitely improved on the original. But did did the ugh. But did the characters improve? Actually, no. Before we get to that, what are some scenes you didn't like? Because if I'll be honest, I didn't like any scenes with the like foster parents. Like they annoyed me every time I saw them on the screen. Yeah, Actually, I, agree. I agree a lot with that. I was gonna say the same. <laughs> I agree a lot with that. They they were so annoying, especially the dad. He was just he was way too annoying. 
Y'all got anything y'all don't like? Um, I think like okay, so I don't like okay. I don't want to say I don't like this scene, but I don't. I don't like why the characters did this in the scene. It was like when they first like brought Indy into the house and they had the good guys doll in the closet. I'm like, why would y'all have the doll in the closet knowing that this boy like they they had to they know that he went through what he did and they gonna keep a Chucky doll in the house. So I'm like, yeah, why have it exactly. at all? So of that it. like that like kind of that just annoyed me on behalf of Andy because I'm like, why would y'all even do that? But um, I don't think there were any like scenes besides the ones with the like with the parents i don't think there were any that i pretty much like disliked um maybe honestly probably the kill with the teacher because i thought that was like okay i I thought it was shot nicely how they kept like going like panning out like each time he like hit her but um her like dying like that i was like okay i don't see how that would how that would be possible really but yeah, I don't think there were any scenes that I would say I really disliked in this movie. I pretty much like most of this movie and don't find any issues with it. It's just the the other uh, the parents, the foster care parents, which is very annoying, and they were dragged to watch in the movie. But when they died, I mean, <laughs> the movie picked up from there once we got in that third act. I love the last scene, like the big like climactic battle. I just think it goes on too long. I feel like there, it could have been cut down by like five, ten minutes. It would have been perfect. Like I love the final scene, the final battle. It's just too long for me. But other than that, I think I like pretty much... I like the movie. But Maria, uh, Rudy, do you guys have anything you guys don't like? Well, um, I kind of agree with, like, with the ending kind of being too long. Because I feel like that whole scene where they blow his head off could have definitely not have been there and it would have been great um i also agree about the foster parents i think they're i think they're kind of dumb like because i feel like yeah because he there was no reason for them to have that doll there they knew i'm pretty sure they knew what had caused his trauma his mom is is you know people are calling her crazy so why would you have the doll that triggered that triggered that there and then to top it off they never really threw it away. Like, I'm pretty sure he did not have to have this doll. Like, I'm pretty... I don't know. It's just... It was just kind of stupid. Um, I don't know why on earth they would ever do that. Especially because they knew that he was already a really traumatized kid. So why would you try to deal with that head on? Like, just get the kid a therapist or something? Um and then, like, yeah, and the dad never really wanted him in the first place. He was only doing it for, like, his wife. Which, I mean, I get, you know? Like, it's... But I also kind of feel like for a kid who's been through so much, you wouldn't want to put them through that. Especially when you don't really want them there. You know? Like, he, like I mean, he's already going through so much. That's the last thing you want to do. Um... And yeah, that's pretty much it. Honestly, it's just the scenes. I I mean, I just agree about the whole like with the foster parents thing. Um, and also that scene with the with the the teacher. You know, it just it bothers me a lot because I'm like, well, how is she gonna die by getting beat up by a wooden ruler? He wasn't even stabbing her with it. He was just hitting her with it. I, I don't know. I just <laughs> it bothered me. Rudy, you got anything? 
Um, I mean, I don't have a scene that I didn't like. I just didn't like uh, a certain character in the beginning when the uh, power surge um, happened at the factory uh, at one of the uh, assembly line of workers, and then the executive, I believe his name is Doctor. I mean, Doctor Mister Sullivan. Sullivan. Uh, he kind of just acts like a dick towards the other guy, you know, Madison, and he's. I guess you know with. Oh, hold corporate... that. We're gonna we're I'm gonna sorry? we're gonna start Mr. Sullivan in our character section because I got a lot to say about Mr. Sullivan. Yeah, I don't like him, but he's like <laughs> the definition of corporate America. He basically just wanted shit to be covered up. He didn't want uh, a bad reputation, and um, I just didn't like his attitude. So <laughs> that's I... pretty. Much- I forgot that he survives this movie because he's in part three. I completely forgot he didn't die in this movie. But spoiler alert, he dies in the next one because I was waiting for his death scene and I was like, he not, he didn't get, wait, what's happening? He's not dying. And I was like, oh shit, that's the next movie. So I was, I was so disappointed <laughs> the entire like first like 40 minutes waiting for this man to die. I was like, ugh. But Tuan, Maria, what did you guys think about Mr. Sullivan? Um, I thought, yeah, kind of a lot of like what Rudy said just there. Um, he was honestly just in it for, obviously, you know, the corporate aspect of it all. And, like, seeing that we know Andy's mom took them to court about Chucky and they got her into a mental institution, they did not give any fucks. They they were gonna keep selling those damn dolls for whatever reason. I mean, people were gonna buy like even though like after like after this, even though we didn't know like if we were in that universe what actually happened. But if you see him like like just watching a movie and you know how like stuff works in the real world, people would definitely buy those dolls even more after hearing that type of stuff, like that type of news. For that morbid curiosity, it's like, oh, is my doll possessed yeah, like, too? Yeah, like people would just people would still like go 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 out and like buy them and everything. So like, like of course they would keep selling them because like just because of the the curiosity of people plus like um like that that like inkling of of an idea that they could possibly like either come alive or something like that. People would just go out and buy them. So um, that's what, like that's the only reason why they would keep selling them because obviously if they weren't obviously if they weren't in demand, they wouldn't sell them. <laughs> so they were gonna sell. They were gonna do it regardless. But the fact that it had to go that way, and then like just how slimy that like he was being, Mister Sullivan, in the movie about it all, it was just like. Uh, and then, like, how, like, when the fucking worker died in the beginning, like, he showed, like, no remorse. He, like, literally didn't care. He was like... Is this what you call good news? Uh, yes. Yeah, no. I don't think there's anything extra to say about him. <laughs> I mean, he, he was only there for, like, five minutes, and all he really did was kind of just care about, like, you know, how this was going to look and what other people are going to th- think. Um... I mean, he was literally, like, on his way to go calm down some investors, is what he said. So, at that point, he, like, he didn't give a fuck. He was just, like, just cover it up. This death, this person that I just saw die did not just happen. Um, you know, we we sent uh, a mother to the, to the mental institute, and, um, and he just didn't care. He was like, no, I guess with someone so high up, I guess he just... You know, all I really care about is money, which I get. I mean, those dolls, they were, like, really popular. And I'm assuming, 
when um, Andy's mom took them to court, they just, they probably became even more popular, you know? So he was going to sell them regardless. And also, I mean, I'm pretty sure nobody believed her about the whole Chucky thing. You know, the whole doll being possessed thing. Because, I mean, honestly, if this happened today, I would also not believe them. I'd be like, this lady's crazy. Or she's just looking for money or whatever. I probably would. I don't mess with the voodoo. You never know what the hell going on. I'm just like, nope. Mm-mm. I probably think, like, the lady, she probably schizophrenic. Like, like she hearing voices. The doll wasn't alive. She just, she need therapy and medication. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did to her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It all fits. <laughs> it all fits. You know, like, I, I, I kind of get it, and but I get the way they, they were trying to portray him in the movie. You know, especially like in the beginning i would have been like you know yeah i kind of get i kind of get why he doesn't care until like his worker dies and he was like just just cover it up i gotta go and that was it which made him look a lot worse speaking of workers dying let's talk about matson the guy who chucky strangled in the car now what's interesting about matson is that Tawana Maria, we just watched the actor in another horror movie before this. Which one was that? You guys remember which one? He was the he was the, the doctor guy in Wreck. I'm mean, not Wreck in Quarantine. Really? Oh, that was yeah, him. Was no a... wonder he looked familiar, but I couldn't pinpoint yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, that's him. I was like, oh, like he's just so much younger. Yeah, than I'm like. <laughs> But I kind of felt bad for him because Mr. Sullivan was so rude to that man the entire yeah. time. And then he just gets killed in a car. And then Chucky was fucking with him too. Like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. And then just comes back and suffocates the guy. But what would you guys think about Matt's and Maria? I mean, he also didn't seem like he really cared about like that other worker dying either. You know, he kind of seemed like, kind of like Mr. Sullivan, except, you know, he was a secretary, so I guess like a little mini Sullivan, where he didn't really, he was also just in it for, just for the money. Um, I thought it was interesting, because I think that's the first time we've seen Chucky strangle anybody, you know? Like, usually he's like stabbing someone, but this time he really like... How does that work? How does his little, like, plastic doll hands... Get a good grip. <laughs> I don't like. I, like I feel like that would be like. I feel like you can get out of that because there's no way those little doll hands can get perfectly around your neck at the same time. Right. I feel like his hands are so tiny that it's that if I just wiggle right? around a lot, he would definitely lose his grip at some point. Just make sure your neck is really oiled up that day. That plastic could slip right off. And. Also, I'm pretty sure you can just, like, tear the plant. You know, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I just thought it was interesting because it was the first time that you kind of see Chucky, like, strangle someone after being called, you know, the the Lakeshore Strangler. Um, and it was kind of like a f- weird open killing, you know? Because it was like, 
Because he was like joking with them. He was, yeah, because he was like, I'm not going to kill you. And they were just like, for a second, everything was all cool. It was all, you know, they were like just chilling, I guess. And then he just comes up behind him and strangles him. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, I mean, I don't really like think of him any more than just like a secretary and then just like Chucky's first kill. Tuan. I forget what was the character's name again. I know what we're talking about, but I forgot his name already. Maxton. Uh, yeah, so yeah, kind of, a lot kind of like Maria said, he was definitely like um he was definitely like still trying to like hold up like the core brand of things. So he like even though like um the previous the previous guy was like talking down to him, like he wasn't doing any better. And like the instance of it all, so like like he was still kind of just like adding on to everything else. Um, and when I, I always I always forgot like when I watched that scene that like his hands were tied behind his back because in my in my mind every time I watch him strangle him with like the bag I'm like can he like poke a hole in that bag or something? But then I forgot his hands are like tied behind his back, so he couldn't really do anything anyway, but just die. But um, yeah, he was kind of like. He was kind of just there, and then he got taken out immediately by Chucky. Rudy. Um. Hmm. Well, he's not like someone I cared for in the movie. He was just like the what do you call it when they're like building up the suspense and the chaos? Well, he was the first kill, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, he. Just part of the body count. Yeah, part of the body count. But I don't know. I, I don't honestly I don't have nothing to say about him because he didn't have enough screen time for me to like get to know him as a character. Besides that bit where he was talking to the boss, the CEO or what is it, the executive and even then uh, um going back to like Maria's comments about him seeming like he didn't care, I think he did care. He just had to you know, kind of fake it because that's his job and he wasn't, it was in jeopardy, you know, had he gone against it and against his, uh, his boss's wishes, he probably would have been fired. I mean, didn't the guy even tell him like, oh, if you don't take care of it, don't bother coming back or some shit like that. I forgot, but you know, like, I guess he was just doing his job and well, I did kind of care because he was on his way out and he had gone to the liquor store and all that. And he was just having a shit day. (laughs) So I do feel bad about him for his character, but not enough for me to like have a deep conversation about him. All right, let's talk about Joanne, Andy's foster mom. Did not like her at all. Like she just, she was useless. Let's talk about his foster parents together because they, I just didn't like either one of them. What'd you guys think of his foster parents? Rudy? Well, his dad, the stepfather was annoying since they were at the uh, orphanage, and he was like... Are we even qualified to take care of a boy like this? Questioning his parenting skills, like, bro, you're about to adopt a kid. Like, you have the first one adopted, the older girl. And now, you know, it's like, if you have to question yourself as a parent, and if you can handle a kid um, with Andy's needs, and, you know, whatever he was going through, then maybe you should reevaluate your parenting techniques as a whole, you know? So I didn't like him for shit. 
Um, the stepmom, she was, uh, I guess, okay. She wasn't, like, my favorite character. She's clearly not, like, Andy's real mom, so she no one could ever compare to her. But that's all I have to say about them both, really. Come on. Yeah, I also wasn't a big fan of either of them. They were both just... <clears throat> They're both annoying in, like, their own, like, ways. The stepdad definitely more annoying than the mom was. Just because, like, he was he was just very, like, rude for no reason. Like, it's, like Andy's, like, a kid who obviously went through tra- some traumatic stuff. And even if you don't believe it or not, like, what he went through, either way, he has, like, trauma from, like, what just happened um, to him, like, previously. And, like, his mom getting taken to a mental institution and stuff. So you would think them having a child like getting the child like that in their care they would like show some compassion but he was more worried about the damn figures and the in the front room than he was andy and how he was doing and stuff and like it wasn't like wasn't trying to like help him in any way like just like either yelling at him or telling him what not to do but not trying to actually help and then the mom was just kind of like complicit with it she was just kind of like there like following along with it like you obviously tell like it looked like at point she wanted to, like, speak up or something more, but, like, she just didn't. She just kind of, like, went about it and went along with her husband. And then you saw, like, towards the ending, like, they were just going to, like, give him up anyway. So, but then they ended up, they ended up just getting, like, dying or whatever. But, I mean, I wasn't mad at Chucky for taking out the dad, to be quite honest with you. Um, the mom probably didn't need to go. But, I mean, she was kind of complicit, too, so. I kind of think that, like, I mean, so obviously the dad didn't want, you know, to foster another kid. Like, you could tell from the beginning um, because he kept asking questions and he was just like, I don't know if we could do this. Which, to be honest, I kind of get because I wouldn't want to, like, because I feel like putting a kid who's been through so much trauma into a family that doesn't exactly want him well not well obviously i didn't mean obviously like she wanted him but he was kind of iffy about it was not great for them and i feel like i mean it, it, i mean it's, it wouldn't be great for either of them because i mean i'm pretty sure because he didn't really want having the kid there he's not going to actually try to help him in the way that andy needed needed it you know and and I mean, I think the only one who was really excited about it was just the mom. But like, I'm not sure if it was like a whole, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, like, like I want to help the kid or if it's more of like, I'm pretty sure I can fix him, you know, especially with having the doll there. I'm pretty sure they wanted to in some way help him with his like with his trauma but at the same time though it's kind of like yeah like you're not qualified to handle a kid's trauma like they should have given him to a family who had some some type of background of handling kids who have been through some shit you know because I'm pretty sure like it's different between handling him and handling Kyle who's more mature and she you know she kind of already like I mean I'm not sure what her story is but I don't think it's like I'm like I'm, I'm just pretty sure it's different between handling both of them you know um so I think they were just both in it for their own 
reasons that may come off a little selfish, I guess. Um, and yeah, and I agree with what Tawan said about um, crap. I forgot what you said. Of, <laughs> um, oh, damn it, it was right in my head, and I forgot. Anyway, well, I agree with something that you said. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I just don't think that... I mean, I'm kind of glad... Okay, no, no, no. I'm not glad that Chucky was killing people, <laughs> but when, he, when, when like, the dad, when he was hanging off the stairs and Chucky looks at him and he, like, talks to him and then, like, and you see his face and you're like, yeah, that's right, bitch. You should have believed Andy. Now look at you. You're dead. <laughs> um... And I guess kind of the same thing-ish with the mom, though not really. I kind of felt bad for her. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't like him. <laughs> what about Mrs. Miss Kettlewell? I felt so bad when he beat her to death with that ruler mostly because just thinking about like he beat her to death with a ruler like that had to had take a that had to like to take a while she she asked for i don't feel bad i feel i mean she was a rude teacher but like she had they had that little moment when she was just like overwhelmed and she was like sniffling i'm like you know what being a teacher must be hard dealing people's badass rude kids like that had to be a lot, and then he stabbed her with the pump, and then he beat her to death with the ruler. That had to take a that little plastic doll is beating this woman with a with a with a wooden ruler. That had to take a long ass time. So like that had to be agonizing. I feel bad for Miss Kettlewell. R.I.P. But what do you guys think of Miss Kettlewell? She ain't shit. She treated Andy like shit, and. I don't feel bad for Chucky beating Andy, her to death. So, in her defense, in her defense, she just thought Chuck. I mean, Andy was a precocious little brat. In her defense, well, I mean, shit. Andy was going through it, and um, the lady was just—I don't know. And plus, she looked mean and bogus. So <laughs> that just like takes more points off her. And you defending her and <laughs> and feeling bad for her isn't gonna like solve it. No, stop. She literally met him for like five minutes, and she was like, "I bet you're a brat." She didn't even actually talk yeah, to I him. She had him <laughs> pegged. That's because he was an adorable kid, and she was a hater. So, I mean, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm hearing. Tuan, please tell me. Yeah, you're actually, not... I don't care for her. <laughs> wow, the, all three of you. Like, I'm so disappointed right now. Well, hold on. Like I get what you I get what you mean about her being the teacher and all, but like she wasn't like it wasn't like she was like this like really good teacher like in the beginning and I was like like super like nice kid like oh Andy like blah 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 like she was immediately like mm-hmm. on that with him. I'm like why are you why are you on that? Like he didn't even do nothing. Just because like, he has a traumatic breathe. background does not mean he gets to be 
a precocious little badass. But he wasn't. He was right. literally the guy behind him was was like messing with him. He talked first of all. He talked for like a second, and she was like, "Why are you even talking? Like you shouldn't be acting that way." Yeah, just finding reasons to talk shit to him. Like she was just trying to. Make she was sure on a power trip. He knew. She was trying to make sure that he knew who the fuck was in charge. All right. And as a teacher, you shouldn't. I feel like it's ridiculous to do that to an eight-year-old child yeah. who just went through trauma. That's bullying. Who just moved in? Has she done that nowadays? She would have been canceled. So Ugh. she was a teacher no. from a different era. You know what, Marcus? Right? Let me explain <laughs> to you why she deserved it. Besides the whole Andy thing, hold on. So okay, so she she keeps him after school, right? First of all, she locks him in the fucking classroom. And that's kind of weird. Um, especially because he's eight. Two, when when Andy leaves and she comes back and she hears that 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 um that closet moving, which she she had just locked. She just locked that fucking closet. It did, it didn't occur to her of like, how is Andy in this closet and locked himself in this closet when I have the key? But she's over here yelling at Andy, like, Andy, why why are you in there? Come out. You see the fucking door's locked. You didn't even... Okay, whatever. Fine. Then she unlocks the door, and there's nobody in there. Like, she like she was trying to open it, figured out that she couldn't open it, and went ahead to go unlock it. There, there's no actual lock in that... On that door, where, like, he could have, like, lo- locked himself from, like the inside it made no sense why andy would be in there and why the door would be locked and why he wouldn't be able to get himself out so she was stupid enough to unlock the door and like check inside and check everything to make sure he's not in there which obviously he wasn't and then she got killed so it's kind of her fault she kind of did it to herself (laughs) also what authority does she have to lock him in a room like she, like I, like I really, I don't think you can just lock a child in the room. <laughs> I really think that's like a fucking fire hazard, isn't it? Like, what if a fire? It is a up? fire hazard. Because <laughs> like there were like bars on, he, he couldn't even climb out the window. Like there was a fire broke out, like the kid would have died. But either way, R.I.P. Mrs. Kettlewell. But rest in peace. Let's move on to Kyle. Andy's foster sister. I loved Andy's foster sister. This, yes. I saw the Chucky movies after I saw the Halloween franchise, and this was like giving me flashbacks to Halloween, Halloween four, where we meet like uh, Laurie's daughter, and now she's now has this cool blonde. Blonde foster sister who also had like short blonde sort of wavy hair. So for me, I was like, what the fuck? Now here's another like short blonde wavy hair foster sister to some fucked up kid. I was like, okay. But Kyle was cool and she was whooping Chucky's ass at the end. I low key thought she was going to die when the whole like that scene when she was on the, um, the conveyor belt and it was like poking eyes. I was like, oh shit. It's gonna get her in the eye. It's gonna get. It's gonna get Kyle. No. But what did you guys think of Kyle, Rudy? Kyle's a baddie. I mean, what is there not to say that's bad of her? I I, I enjoyed her character development. Her, 
throughout the movie. Sorry, I'm fucking, I'm a zombie right now because, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> so let me repeat that again. Uh, I like Kyle. I enjoyed her character development during the movie. And not to, like, jump ahead, but I love her character in the series, too. I'm glad she made a comeback with Andy. Um, She kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, the 90s movies, like, The Faculty or um, Girl Interrupted with Winona Ryder. But that one girl with short hair. I love Girl yeah, the, the Her roommate that has, like, the short hair. She's, like, the pathological liar. She rem- She reminds me so much of her. Like, like, I don't know if it's just the hair or just the attitude in general, but yeah, I like her character a lot. And I can't wait to see her if they ever decide to like release season two, which I think you asked or mentioned earlier. They are, they're filming it or they're starting developing it. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, they're in pre-production yeah. of season yeah, two. Yeah, so hopefully she's in it again and um, kicks ass again. So, yep, that's all I have to say about her. One, yes, also love Kyle. Kyle's a great character, um, and I just like the relationship like she had with like Andy throughout the movie. Like she actually like she really did just take up like the mantle of like being a big sister to Andy. And like even though this situation is probably like the weirdest shit you could ever get in with someone you just met like a couple weeks ago, um, she took it well and and did what she had to do to like get Andy out of the situation and also. Just going through with it, because honestly, I don't know if I could have went through with it and helped them out like that. I probably would have ran, to be quite honest. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could have gone through with it. Like, this little doll, like, I don't know. But, and like, Kyle's way better than I, than I would be in that situation. But um, I really liked her, and I liked the actress that played her. Like, she just had, like, this kind of edge to her that, um, that just kind of, like, stuck with you. And she... Um, and like, like, like the actress just kind of brought that, like, brought that to life for the character. And I don't, yeah, don't have anything bad to say about her. Like, you know, like Rudy said, like, Kyle's a baddie. Like, she, like, she, she did what needs to be done. She came through and helped Andy. And, um, in the end, like, played up to her big sister role that she was, like, given by the foster parents. Maria. <laughs> I did like her a lot. Um, I liked that she played that like big sister role to Andy. I think it's you know it's kind of what he needed. He needed someone to believe him. Um, but there are two scenes that she was in that I was like, "What the fuck?" Like the scene where you know I think it's like the first time where um, Andy sees Chucky and Chucky has him tied to the bed. Right, and then she comes in, and she's like untying him, and then the parents come in, and they see they're seeing her untying this eight year old boy from the bed, and he looks weird as fuck, you know, because both of his hands, his feet and hands are tied, and they're like, "What are you doing?" Whatever, and then it literally just cuts to them going to school the next day. Like, is nobody like nobody was gonna talk about that? Like, like I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird. Like, first of all, Kyle looks suspicious as fuck there. And even if Kyle didn't do it, how the fuck is this eight-year-old kid going to do it himself? I don't know. I, it's, it was just weird. It was a very weird scene, I think. Um, and the scene where um, where her and Chucky are in the car and she like slams on the brakes and he goes flying out. 
and she like um tries to like run him over and tries to hit him with the car. I don't get why she took so long to like wait to see what's gonna happen or why she got out of the car. I'm like I'm like just just go. Like just start running. Get out, run, or just reverse and go around the block or something. I don't know, but like get away from this doll. Um but I mean other than that I thought she was like a really good character because I mean, like the mom, she was, you know, fighting Chucky. She was trying to save Andy no matter what, especially because she only knew Andy for like, what was it, like a week or like a couple of days. Um, and but she, you know, she tried to help him as much as she could. I feel like a lot of people would have been like, that's your problem. Good luck, Andy. I'm so sorry. Um not that I would have done it, but it would have crossed my mind, <laughs> you know, because there's a live doll killing people. Anyway, um, but I, I mean, I, I thought she was like a really great character. I really liked her. So do I. I like Kyle. But what about Andy? What you guys think of Andy this time versus his first appearance last time? He's a, he's a little bit older, a little bit more involved. Maria? I actually, I liked him this time around. It seems like he's kind of learning from like the first time that, you know, Chucky tried to kill him. Um, it seems like this time he was trying to be proactive, but he could only do so much because, you know, he, he is just eight. Um, you could definitely see some like character growth. And I like it because it's not like dramatic. It's kind of subtle in like a couple ways. Um, like, like that scene where the dad had like thrown Chucky down into the basement. Um, and then Andy want to go like, you know, cut him up, you know, like, you know, like, like instead of having, you know, waiting for Chucky to come to him, he wants a Chucky. I thought that was really very good of him. Cause to be honest, I would have done the same thing. Um, and I liked how he wasn't like, like he already had the idea that nobody was going to help him. So he was trying to do kind of everything himself, um, which I think is kind of like a good idea to have. Cause I mean, cause he, I mean, I think he even said it in the movie, like, who's going to believe me that this doll is trying to come back to life and kill me. Um, so I definitely liked him this, t- this time around. It definitely seems like. Um, he learned from the first movie. Tuan. Yeah, I also um, like Indy in this one. I agree with um, Rhea there that yeah, he definitely like seemed way more proactive in this one. Like in the scene where he was like going to the basement to like check out what was going on, and he brought like a weapon with him. And even though like he got caught by like the dad who thought like. He was, like, pointing a weapon at him. Like, he was actually just looking for Chucky. And he was just being, like, more proactive, like, checking things out and, like, um, double-checking things. And um, he just knew what to expect this time around and, like, what Chucky was, like, trying to do. So, like, he well, he went into most instances where even if even if he didn't know if, if the good guy doll was actually Chucky, like, he was just expecting it to be Chucky because, I mean, there was no way for him not to know unless, you know, he actually saw something going on. And, um, 
like besides like Kyle, like he was the only one that was <laughs> that was gonna have a chance of getting out because like once Kyle saw what was going on and didn't die immediately, she was able to um help him out. But Andy, yeah, Andy did what he had to do on this one definitely, and um, what like way more proactive. He knew what to expect this time going around into everything, and um, I mean he got out alive again. Rudy? I don't know, because since uh, the first part up until, and again, I'm going to go back, um, I'm going to forward this franchise, but you can tell that um, the writers are, their intentions were to allow the audience to see the growth that Andy's showing from day one that he met Chucky up until the end. Um, he went from this, like, innocent you know, kind, wimpy little kid, and he eventually started growing and growing and, well, not growing, but evolving mentally and physically, uh, ultimately to defeat Chucky. So with that said, in part two, I did see a lot more of a mature side that we didn't see in the first part. He was more experienced. He kind of already, he kind of already had um, an idea of what to do and what to avoid as far as Chucky being in the way. So um, it clearly worked out in his favor even up until the series you know flash forward and um i think the intention was for the audience to get to see that of andy that he was evolving and he wasn't just gonna back down no matter how much shit he's been through so i give props to the the writer for child's play 2 and the way he made uh he portrayed andy to be he was you know, he was finally facing Chucky without having to be, like, afraid. And Well, in the beginning, he was kind of afraid, right? Because he was, like, still going through it. But then towards the end of the movie, he, he built that courage up. So I like Andy. He was kind of annoying. But he's also a kid. Kids are annoying. But I think the actor did a great job. He definitely got better since the first movie. So it was a bit of improvement. And I was, after watching 2, I was excited to see where this version of Andy was going to go. But are we going to get that next movie? We'll, we'll see. But let's, let's go to our last character, Charles Lee Ray, a.k.a. Chucky. Now, I want to talk about his like re-resurrection scene. What do you guys think about that? Because I don't know how... I, well, I see, again, I'm getting it mixed up with part three because part three is when... No, it's this. No, 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 no. Mm. Scratch that. Let's scrap that. Would you guys think of Chucky's re-resurrection scene? Um, actually, well, as far as well, as far as how this scene looks, I actually did like that scene when they like put them back together and everything. I liked um, uh, half said at the beginning. I was like kind of one of my favorite scenes of that whole sequence of them putting like the doll back together and everything. I like that one a lot. But um, how he actually got resurrected, honestly, was just by it was just luck, because <laughs> that like that that like electricity came out of nowhere and like brought him back, basically, which isn't like <laughs> really explained. But we like at a certain at a certain point, I also like 
didn't care as well because I'm like, I mean, they do voodoo anyway. Like, it doesn't really matter at this point. He's a he's a he's a walking doll who kills people. So my my like sense of um, belief is already out the window with the concept. So it it doesn't even matter how they bring him back for me. We I just as long as he's like back, but. Um, Chucky in this movie, like I like, he was definitely like he was definitely like um, he was good with like the kills and everything. Everything as far as like um, you know his kills and stuff were good. Um, like Maria said, like there in the beginning, we got a strangle, we got him actually strangling someone as being the Lakeshore, um, the Lakeshore strangler from the first movie. But um, also we did see like a little more like quippiness in there, but it wasn't like. It wasn't like stepping like like into like the boundaries as it does in like the third one because I do remember that one being like way more quippy for like no reason, but like the, when it was like here, it was like that. It was like good dark humor though that like went along with with the um with what was happening, so um it worked for me in this one a lot more than um I remember working in like some of the ones after this one, but um overall I did like Chucky like he was just way more. I guess, like, ferocious in a way, especially in that last, like, the last, in the third act when they were in the factory, like, he was, like, trying to everything to get, like, Andy, and then especially once he actually completed the ritual, and then it was, he was, like, um, out of time, and he was just, like, going ape shit at that point to, like, get to, like, um, to kill Andy and Kyle, like, like, um, we hadn't seen him that mad since, like, the end of the first one, but he was, like, really mad this time around, they put that, like, the knife in his, like, stub of an arm that was left so that he could, like, use it as a weapon. Rudy? Uh, Chucky, you know, like I said, again, with my reviews on characters, he evolved uh, since the first part. I think he was more reckless, more spineless. He was violent. He was angry. He was still the, he, he was um, determined to get to Andy, and it showed, and, um, his anger also was expressed through his killings, which I liked a lot. Um, I'm always going to be a fan of really creative kills in movies because the first one just didn't... I feel like the first one lacked. But then again, I, I'm too spoiled with movies. I I guess I just grew up watching like the gore and the violence and blah, blah, blah. But... There's nothing much I can say of him, but I do. I I want to chime in on what Tawan said for the scene in the beginning, his resurrection. I I've always been skeptical about it because okay, in order for him to successfully be in the doll, he has to have the heart of the, the heart of Dumbala. Why wasn't it there when he got electrocuted back into you know like he got resurrected and I was just like, okay, where's the amulet? You know, like, he clearly wants it, or he needs it so bad. Like, where is it at? But, like you guys said, it's all voodoo, you know, etc. So, it kind of makes sense. But then again, he needs the damn fucking thing <laughs> in order for his body to get back into the doll. Or anyone's soul, for that matter. So, I mean, by the end of the series, they're reading voodoo for dummy books. So, I think they kind of get fast and loose with the voodoo rules. So... But what about you, Maria? I, yeah, I mean, in, like, Chucky in this movie, he was violent to me. I think he was just desperate, you know? Um, He was, like, desperate to get Andy because he would, I mean, he he was running out of time. Like, you can see, 
I think like towards like what the middle of the movie that he was already bleeding. He was already kind of changing back into being a human. So he was, you know, he obviously didn't want to get stuck, you know, being a doll. So, um, yeah. And, you know, cause I mean, cause in the first movie he was trying to be a little like hidden. He wasn't, he wasn't killing as many people. He was just kind of killing people who were kind of in his way. But I feel like in this movie, he was just kind of killing anybody he could, like anybody he had the chance to. Because, like, I'm pretty sure once they, like, took Andy, he didn't have to kill, you know, the mom. He didn't have to... He didn't really have to kill that, like, secretary guy, I feel. Um, He was just kind of... Yeah, he. I mean, he was pissed. He wanted his fucking body back. He, I mean, I feel like it's understandable. I wouldn't want to be stuck being a doll for so long. Um, And in the end, when he realized that he was too late, you know, that was kind of like, it was, I feel like that's all, I mean, that scene to me was like a great scene because you can just see him go, yeah, he he went fucking crazy because he was like, fuck, I'm stuck in this fucking doll. Like, you know, fuck this. And he was just going, you know, trying to kill Andy, trying to kill Kyle. And honestly, I'm pretty sure, like, if he would have um, been able to, like, walk out of there, he would have been killing everybody and anybody he saw. Because, I mean, fuck it at this point. Okay, but what do you guys think about Chucky overall this season? Was it an improvement? I mean, this movie was an improvement over the last one? Maria, let's go with you. I mean, killing-wise, I guess. Because, you know, he killed more people. You kind of saw a little bit more of him. But I also kind of feel like because he was just desperate and because he was like pissed that you mostly just saw that, you know? Um, So I guess it was, I mean, I guess it it was an improvement. He looks scarier to me in this movie than in the first one, to be honest. (laughs) Rudy? Uh, The movie was obviously a big improvement. Not saying that the first one wasn't good, but like I said, the production was great. Uh, the visuals, like Maria said, Chucky was kind of made into this like more sinister looking doll compared to the first one. And whoever, like whatever artist made him up or, you know, they did a great job with the effects. Um, they did their best to not show the, um, what do you call those people that like are secondary actors? Um, a double like you know Supporting no doubles. like a double for chucky because obviously in some scenes he's like walking or running and it's obviously not the doll running and you can tell like the first scene the first part i mean when um when andy was in um in that jail cell and you can see chucky like climbing on the bed but obviously it's a human pretending you know it was playing chucky but you can tell and that's kind of like everyone's the whole thing, in my opinion. But the second part didn't show much of that, which is even better because it's strictly it focused on Chucky the doll, not the double, uh, the stunt double. And um, I love the movie. The movie's a classic. It's a 1990, two years before I was born. So hey, even better. I would say um, a little, uh, definitely, uh, I would say a bit of an improvement from the last one. The animatronics, basically, they definitely looked um, a bit more better this one. And like Maria mentioned a couple of times, it's like facial expressions in this movie look like way more like realistic and like 
definitely more menacing, especially towards the end when he was just, like, pissed off, like, when he, like, wasn't able to go through with the voodoo spell for Andy's body to get transferred over. So, um, it definitely um, looked, like, way better, and you could tell they put, like, a lot of production in. I think you said, Mark, that he had, like, nine dolls this time around. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, they definitely, like, put, like, a lot more um, time into, like, the Chucky dolls, like, how many they had to work with and everything, but it definitely, like, paid off, and, um, it just, it also just goes show, like, it's, you can't, like, beat, like, doing, like, physical, like, puppeteer-type work for these type of roles, and, um, like, how using, like, how they use kind of, like, force per- perspective-type shots and stuff to get, like, those, um, shots of the act, like, of the other actors who were, like, playing his doubles and everything, so, um, they did a good job with that all around, and also, yeah, I do think he was a little bit better here. Um, of course, you know, higher kill count, um, never a bad thing. So, I was a fan. Yeah, I think I like Chucky. I mean, we we see more of Chucky this movie, and we see more of his personality. He was like so hidden and and like mysterious that first movie. So I, I was happy we happy we're able to get to see more of him. And more of his personality like shine through, and got to see his. We actually got to see the creative kills because I feel like most of the kills in the first movie were off screen or below screen. So I enjoyed this. is a big improvement overall. But we're not done yet, folks. Let me give you guys some behind the scenes facts. The budget for this, like I said earlier, was thirteen million, and they ended up making thirty five point eight million in the box office. And some other facts. Uh, in the original script, both the detective and Andy's mom were due to reprise their roles. I couldn't figure out exactly why, but that ended up never happening. So they had to do a bunch of script rewrites. And it's interesting that his mom didn't come back, even though the actress was pretty much on set every single day that they were filming part two. Because her husband was one of the animatronic operators for the Chucky doll. So she was there, but she didn't want to act in the movie. Like, lady, that could have been two paychecks y'all was bringing home for Child's Play 2. Like, she was fucking around. Maybe she had, like, a different movie or something to, an obligation to focus on. But he needed. if she was on set every day, she clearly wasn't doing shit with her life, and she was just trying to. Yeah, like her man was trying to right? the table, you know, money to the table, and she was just using him. <laughs> That's my he, only implication on that. <laughs> he needed to. He needed to. I turn her ass and make her ass getting that sick. Like get get that goddamn spray. What are you doing? Because <laughs> I'm looking it up, and like around that time, like she was in one movie. Well. This because they they had they were had this movie came out and Child's Play two came out in November of nineteen ninety. That means they are probably filming this like late eighty nine. Yeah, I'm looking at principal photography started in November six, nineteen eighty nine. So they started filming pretty much a year before the movie came out. That's so crazy. And sorry to interrupt, but like before I forget. After Child's Play Two was released, nine months after Child's Play Three was released, and it's so crazy how fast that shit works, and like to... back to back. Yeah, like I mean, I I I think it I think it helps that it's one writer 
for all the movies, so they don't, they don't have to like get somebody else to like do a script and then go over a bunch of revisions and make yeah. sure they actually saw the first fucking movie. So I guess I guess that helps. Yeah. But then besides her being on set, um the whole idea with the like the the corporate company and Mr. Sullivan and all that came because the writer's dad worked in advertising and marketing. So that expired the whole like corporation behind the good guy doll. And also the the director for this movie, whose last name I completely butchered, he he went on to direct a couple like small movies here. He directed uh, a couple episodes of the Dead Zone TV series, Babylon Five. Uh, but also he tragically died in well, just about two years ago. He died April twenty twenty from suicide. Oh man. Yeah. And our last interesting fact is that Brad Dorf, the voice actor who plays uh, Chucky, he pre-recorded all his lines like at the start of production because they wanted to have the playback in the scene uh, with the actors. So when we're hearing Chucky talk to the actors, that's also what they were hearing in scene for the first time because they wanted their actual reaction instead of having to do like, ADR later. Yeah, that's it. And ADR is very noticeable. It is in some movies. Like, they, they try so hard to hide ADR sometimes. And because I know more about movies now, I can spot it more. I'm just like, oh, that was bad. Because I was watching some TV show, and it was from like 2003. And the actress clearly said a different line. And it wasn't even the same syllables, and I was like, "That didn't even that didn't even look like y'all didn't even try." So I'm glad they actually had the actual thing. I think what you said they did for this movie, I think they still do that for the Chucky movies, if I recall. Because I think when yep. I was watching behind the scenes for the show, they were talking about he recorded everything, but they just played it on set. Yep, and it works. It works better that way because the actors actually get to react to what he's saying and how he's saying it. But let's get to some critic reactions. This movie currently has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Bloody Disgusting says that the movie surpasses the original film. Child Play 2 manages to strip away all the... Strip away all... Artifacts and still manages to be an effective slash movie. Variety wrote, Child Play 2 is another case of rehashing the few novel elements of the original movie but has no point and is completely and utterly numb. Which I completely disagree with. Like, what the fuck? This is better than the original. That's a boring (laughs) take. Yep, and then a critic, Gene Sisku, gives the movie a zero out of four stars, calling it a vicious, ugly little thriller. Like, who hurt him? Jesus Christ. A zero? A zero. And call it vicious and ugly. Like, wow. But forget about Gene and all of them. I want to know what you guys think. Do you guys give Child's Play 2 a cash or pass? Tuan? I give 
child's play to cash um it was definitely like it like it definitely was like a very good sequel which you know horror sequels they can either go one or two ways and this one like it built up on what we like already like knew going into it and also just like we didn't have to like toy around with the fact that if Chucky was like real or not, or if he was alive or not this time, we just knew going into this one. So we like knew what to expect and we got like a higher kill count because of that. And then, um, you know, we got returning character Andy and then we also got new character and Kyle and, um, it all just added up really good. And, um, I, even though like, um, it did last long, I did like the third act of this movie a lot to take a place in the toy factory. It was just different. Um, like from like, you know, what you're used to. And actually it was like very colorful too, for a horror movie, like the ending, it was like very colorful. And like, it was like a lot, like very like contrasting and stuff and bright going into the ending. Um, so I did like that as well. And I just think it was just a really good sequel. And compared to, like, what we're going to get into a little later with some of the sequels, like, uh, you can't go wrong with this one. Maria, do you cash or pass? And why? Um, I'll give uh cash. Um, I think the movie, like, the first, I think feel like if it was, like, coming out in theaters or if I, like, or if it like came out on like on DVD or something, or um, I like it was like it was a good follow up to the first movie. I feel um, I think the way the story flowed was really. I feel like it was really good, um, especially with with Andy's the. Development and then also with with Chucky because you see him go from like in the beginning of the movie he's kind of playing games a little bit but now in this movie he's like okay like I really need to get you know turn my shit up and you see him get more violent so I feel like it's it's like I feel like it just it kind of goes and I and I liked it. Rudy, do you cash or pass, and why? Um, I pass. I'm kidding. I. <laughs> I cash and why? Cause um, the movies are shit. Like I said, it's a classic, and um, I don't think any remake, no shade, would ever live up to the hype and expectations. And um, yeah, it's there's no other way to sum it up. I love the movie. I like the atmosphere. The um, like the one said, it was kind of colorful, but I think that just made it more childish kind of like it's meant to be like a toy movie really like you know like a a kid's movie but horror version so it attracts the kids and then you know imagine that being a kid and be like oh look at that and (laughs) it ends up being Chucky and him killing off all these characters so yeah Uh, cash all the way cash out and for me it's also cash this is my favorite movie of the franchise. I think this is the best it gets and nothing beats this, not even the original, in my opinion. So this is definitely cash. It's a great movie. And I kind of can't wait to see what Maria thinks of part three, because she said she hasn't seen it before. So also can't wait for you guys to think, hear what you guys think about part three, because part three, it's the same, but it's kind of different. 
but it's also the start of the more comedic side of of Chucky in the Child's Play series. Is that good? Is that bad? We will find out next week. Thank you guys for listening. Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?